Hello, everyone. We are back. This is Making a Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. We took a little uh, unscheduled break. <laughs> little hiatus. Little hiatus, but we are back. And so, Katie, how are you? What's up? Tell us everything. Oh, I'm very sweaty. Yeah. Very, very sweaty. I'm very warm. I'm only in from work like, like 20 minutes ago, maybe half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. I have I have never eaten a dinner as fast in my life, and I, today I have have also never been as grateful for microwavable meals in my <laughs> life. Because, my God, did I need it? Mm. Just it's just the week before electric picnic, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm busy. How are you? <laughs> You're gonna be exhausted. I am. I was well. Before you answer how you are, I was up at five o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Dropped my friends to the airport. Yeah. For seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Dropped my car off at Kevin's and then went straight to work. And yeah. I was in work for 20 to nine. <laughs> and I just have been nonstop all day. So like I'm home. Look, it's expected like I'm very, I'm on a very busy period. So yeah. It's like Christmas for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm very good. Good. I'm glad. So nothing really new in my life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, good. Other than that, exhausted. But we carry on. Yes, you do. We both do. Yeah. So on that note, let's head straight into pop news. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So, um, Riverdale has officially wrapped filming, so we can finally release the cast from their shackles, but two people who spend time reflecting on their time during uh, filming the hit show are Lily Reinhardt and KJ Appa. So, mm-hmm. they both spoke to Vulture, uh, so Lily spoke about the ridicule that Riverdale gets uh, online due to the wild storylines being introduced. She said, it's really not uh, been easy to feel that you're the butt of a joke. We all want to be actors who are passionate about what we do. So when we so when the absurdity of our show became a talking point, it was difficult. Uh, it is what the fuck. That's the whole point. KJ Appa decided to speak about the constant sexualization of his character Archie, saying, "At first, as a young child, I thought it was cool. You almost want the opportunity to be shirtless, and then you got to consistently stay in great shape. It takes a toll. Even saying that, I didn't feel comfortable. I had a hard time with it." So Lily ended the interview with a fond look back at the series, saying. We can all be happy that we had a fucking consistent job for seven years. I could speak probably, I could speak for probably all of us. We will never do something that's a hundred plus episodes. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. But like, what's she mad for? Like, she's obviously watched it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. There's just, there's a point where you just have to be real with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and as as she said, like, let's be grateful that like I've had a job for seven years. Yeah, let's be grateful if we're gonna get a bit of stick for that. If I had if I was in the position you were in, like obviously it's not nice, but like I'd take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take the probably seven figures. Yeah, definitely. They've made millions off the show one hundred percent. That's what I mean. 
I will take the seven figures a year. I'll take the no need for a mortgage. I will take it. I that would that's fine. Yeah. No problem. So look, um, I'm glad it's wrapped. Yeah. After season one, I did not understand it. <laughs> if anybody's listening and is a fan, fair play to you. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Like, if there's actually a fan out there, I'm genuinely impressed. Mm. I'm not even being like funnier than me, and I'm genuinely impressed that you are a fan of it. I was going to say something, I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> um, the thing about KJ Apple, though, mm. that's sad. That is really sad. Because, yeah, like. I just feel bad for him because they were all so young when they started, like it was seven years ago. Yeah. So even if some of them are 30 now, they were 23, like. Yeah. And to be just put in that, like, spotlight and whatever. And yeah, okay. It's not nice to get your job ridiculed and all, but mm. I still stand by my point. If you're making seven figures, you can't complain. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right, well, um, well, the Riverdale finale is coming up soon. Uh, I won't be watching. <laughs> Me neither. No, no. Said goodbye to that a long time ago. So let's move on. Yeah. Um. So her song "Paint the Town Red" has become a viral hit on TikTok, but Doja Cat did land herself in hot water after saying she doesn't love her fans as they are strangers and they uh, that she does not know. Uh, since making that statement, she has lost over 180,000 followers on social media and decided to take her Instagram story to say, seeing all these people unfollow me makes me feel like I've defeated a large beast. It feels like I can reconnect with the people who really matter and love me for who I am and not for who I was. Hmm. I, I'm torn on this. Yeah. Because, like, look, you have to be grateful for the people that have you where you are like yeah like without those 180,000 people like she probably wouldn't be well she probably would be but like they've definitely helped in some way along the way get something but in the same breath like why are you so pressed if a celebrity doesn't love you if you like <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's it's a hard one because, like, look, a celebrity might be on stage saying they love us. They mm-hmm. probably don't. Yeah, let's be real. Justin Bieber probably doesn't love you. Ed Sheeran definitely didn't love me, but I loved him. <laughs> but even like when I was younger, in my peak, um, Stanness. I don't think I would ever go as far as unfollow somebody if they said that they didn't love their fan base. Yeah. Like, she didn't say she's not appreciative either. Yeah. She just said she doesn't love them because that's fair. And love means different things to different people. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. I agree with you there. Yeah. Mm. So, good on you. I mean, she's she's still going to continue to make millions. So, exactly. Uh, what more can we say? Uh, so let's move on. So we all wanted Britney to be free. And in 2021, we got our wish. And she soon married her longtime boyfriend, Sam Agassari. Uh, however, after two years, the couple have decided to divorce. Britney took to Instagram saying, 
As everyone knows, Sam and I are no longer together. Six years is a long time to be with someone, so I'm a little shocked, but I'm not here to explain why, because it's honestly nobody's business. But I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. In some sort of telepathic way, I have been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends, and I thank you. I've been playing it strong for way too long, and my Instagram may seem perfect, but it's far from reality, and I think we all know that. I would love to show my emotions and tears on how I really feel, but for some reason I've always had to hide my weakness. If I wasn't my dad's strong soldier, I would be sent away to places to get fixed by doctors. But that's when I needed the family the most. You're supposed to be loved unconditionally, not under conditions. So I will be as strong as I can and do my best. And I'm actually doing pretty damn good. Anyways, have a good day and don't forget to smile. Ooh, that line, I'm supposed to be loved unconditionally, not under conditions. Yeah. <laughs> if she came up with that, she's a true artist. <laughs> but I somehow feel like it might be a PR stunt. <laughs> not stunt, sorry. Not like stunt. Some, a PR person wrote it. Yeah, not that stunt is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it might be like uh, Britney say this. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, no, I feel really bad for Bernie. Yeah. I'm sad. But, you know. know, maybe it's for the better. Yeah. But uh, hopefully she gets something good coming her way now because she deserves... Yeah, like... no. Sure, after the divorce announcement, she was partying with a load of, with a load of guys in her in private mansion, you know, wearing a maxi dress. So what can you do? It's privacy now. She can do what she wants. <laughs> but like, poor Britney's life went like, ooh, mm-hmm. crash down past the ground through the seven layers of the earth. Mm-hmm. And now she's just on top of the earth again. So I hope she reaches back up the, the top of the roller coaster and it doesn't dip again because she deserves it. Absolutely. And I can't wait for her book to come out in October because I'm going to read every page. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for you to tell me about that. Really, I'm really, <laughs> really not going to read it, but like, no, I'm interested. Celebrity Memoir Book Club, they're 100% going to cover it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I will. <laughs> I actually keep forgetting to follow them, but I will. I'll follow them. Oh, love them. Anyway, I'm going to end it on end pop news on this one. So after basically stealing the masters of Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun has been on everyone's hit list. It's been reported that his client, Justin Bieber, is looking for a new management, however, not been confirmed by Justin's camp. However, it has been confirmed that Scooter Braun has lost three huge clients in the past week. Those clients being Demi Lovato, Idina Menzel, and Ariana Grande. <laughs> You're dancing, right? <laughs> I've been dancing the whole time you were speaking. As soon as I heard Scooter Braun's name, I was like, I know what this is. Take down Scooter Braun. Absolutely. Take down Scooter Braun. <laughs> Honestly, if, if cancel culture deserves to exist for anybody, it's for that man. Yeah. I truly believe he does not have one good intention absolutely. in his body. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm surprised it's up Dina Menzel this long to get away. But then again, I suppose there's probably like contracts and clauses and it's not that easy to leave a man- management company when you are a star. Yeah. Because, you know, like a contract's a contract. I didn't even know she was under his management. No, me neither. That's why I'm a bit surprised. Um, mm. I'm also surprised that Ariana Grande is with Skewer. Like, because I wouldn't really 
you know, still, I knew she wasn't the early days, but I thought she would have got away from him. Yeah, no, I felt like that went on too long. Yeah, it did. Um, look, I think Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun are in this together for life. <laughs> yeah, I cannot yeah. imagine Justin Bieber leaving Scooter Braun. It's like yeah. like a trauma bond almost. I would reckon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he truly, he truly has everything in his life to thank that he has in his life. He has Scooter Braun and Usher to thank for that and nobody else. Yeah. Like, maybe as Ma for putting the YouTube video up. Whereas the likes of, like, Demi, Selena, like, they started kind of, like, on TV. Yeah. You know? They had their stepping stone. He was quite literally, like, a phenomenon. Yeah. At the time. At the yeah. Time. So... It's different for him because Scooter literally took him out of like, I don't know if this is true, but like in my mind, took him out of like a council house. Took him out of normal life and yeah. threw him into stardom. Yeah, like a rental house, I would imagine. Because, yeah. you know, when I was younger, I I did watch some of the documentaries. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, he really went from rags to riches yeah. because of, well, not rags, but you know. Sorry yeah. if I offend you, Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a silly, goofy humor today. <laughs> Look, I'm here for a Scooter Brown takedown. We all know how I feel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take him down. Oh, 100%. Anyway, uh, Katie, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic. This week, we are speaking about Spider Man, the 2002 film. Probably, controversially, the most iconic Spidey, Mr. Tobey Maguire. So, Evan, what is your history with Spider-Man? Uh, my history with Spider-Man, I was definitely, like, the perfect age when this came out. Like, I remember going to see it in the cinema. thought it was the best movie I'd ever seen in my life. Remember, I had the toys and things like that. <laughs> the Spider-Man costume that year for Halloween. Yeah, so uh, and I uh, saw it a few times. Like, it would always pop up at a few birthday parties and whatever was a staple DVD. So, mm. yeah, just saw it, loved it, was obsessed. Uh, what's your history with Spider-Man? Right, picture this. <laughs> it's the summer of 2002, and Liffey Valley hasn't gone bougie yet. The cinema is exactly the same as it used to be and is as wonderful as ever. On the outside of it, on the iconic pillar, there is the most magnificent poster I have ever seen. That is something that has been engraved into my memory forever and has possibly changed my brain chemistry. And that is all you need to know about my history with the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I also went to see it in the cinema. That, <laughs> that poster blew my tiny little mind, and it will stay with me for the rest of my life. The poster of him climbing up the wall? Yeah. <laughs> I was like five. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> And yeah, yeah. So that's my history of Spider-Man. Okay, so I'm gonna recap the 2002 movie Spider-Man. Are we ready? Yes, I am ready. Let's swing into action. So Peter narrates the story and says the story is all about Mary Jane Watson. So Peter is chasing after the school bus, and Mary Jane uh, MJ makes him stop the bus. No one lets Peter sit down, and another student trips him. So the class is taking a tour of the science museum. And Peter awkwardly waves at MJ. 
Harry gets dropped off in a Rolls Royce by his father, Norman Osborne. He gets out and catches up to Peter and he meets Norman and Peter meets Norman. The tour guide tells him all about the different types of spiders. So Peter is taking pictures for the paper and gets picked on by a couple of guys, one of them being Flash. Harry and Peter observe the spiders. Peter wants to talk to Mary Jane and Harry ends up talking to her. So Harry steals a spider fact from Peter to impress Mary Jane. One spider is missing from the display. The class moves along and uh, and Peter wants to take uh, Mary Jane's picture. Peter is taking the pictures and he gets bitten by the missing spider. So at Oscorp, Norman is working on a new experiment. Norman gets told the funding will be pulled if he doesn't present something soon. Uncle Ben and Aunt May are at home and Ben's looking for a job. Peter arrives home and heads straight upstairs. Peter feels uneasy and passes out. At Oscorp, Norman is about to test the performance enhancers and he's been warned not to. Norman takes the enhancer and gets gets put in a machine. He passes out, wakes up and chokes his colleague and is now stronger than ever. So Peter wakes up, uh, his eyesight is better, he has muscles and he's better than before. Peter goes downstairs and has a spring in his step and heads to school. So Mary Jane has a fight with her dad and heads to school and Peter notices this. So she hops in a car with her friends as Peter works up the courage to talk to her. He's chasing after the school bus yet again. Harry sees his dad on the floor and Norman doesn't remember the night before. He gets uh, the news that Dr. Strom, his colleague, is dead and the flight suit and the glider have been stolen. Mary Jane slips at lunch and Peter catches her and her and her lunch as well. So Peter and her share a cute exchange and he realises he has web-like powers. He accidentally throws uh, lunch at Flash and they end up fighting. So Peter flips and ends up punching Flash. Peter runs off and climbs a wall for the first time. Peter runs across rooftops and cheers then he decides to swing from Reb. From his web, after a few um, after a few failed attempts, he ends up doing it and then crashes into a wall. And he arrives home. Uncle Ben has painted the kitchen, which they are meant to do together. Mary Jane and her dad are fighting again. Peter takes out the trash, and Mary Jane walks out. So Peter and MJ talk about graduation. He wants to be a photographer. She wants to be an actress. Flash picks uh, Mary Jane and up, and they drive off. So Peter ends up looking at cars and enters a contest to win $3,000. It's a wrestling match. He ends up creating a costume. He tests out uh, He tests out his web a little more and Aunt May is wondering what's going on. So Norman reads an article all about himself and hears a voice. Uncle Ben drops uh, Peter to the library and he wants to talk to his nephew. So they argue when he gets out of the car. Peter arrives at the wrestling match and gets in line. Peter, a.k.a. the human spider is up to wrestle and the host calls him Spider-Man. Peter ends up in a cage match and has uh, and has three minutes to win. Peter heckles him from the cage bars and uh, Peter gets hit with a chair. Peter ends up winning the match and wins $3,000. However, he only ends up getting $100 because he didn't last the full three minutes. The event organizer ends up getting robbed and Peter doesn't stop him. So Peter notices a crime scene and a crowd and sees his Uncle Ben lying on the sidewalk. Uncle Ben ends up dying and Peter springs into action to catch the man who did it. Uh, Peter hops into the guy's car and ends up uh, getting him to crash. The guy hides and shoots a gun at Peter. So Peter confronts the guy and ends up falling out the win- and ends up falling out of a window. The police show up, but Peter is gone by then. Peter arrives home to a distressed Aunt May. The general wants to put Norman out of business and a new suit is being tested. The Green Goblin shows up and blows them all up. It's graduation day and Norman shows up for his son. Mary Jane and Flash uh, break up and Norman says Peter can call him whenever. 
Aunt May and Peter arrive home and he ends and he heads up to his room. He cries and she comforts him. Peter finds one of his sketches and remembers what his uncle said to him. Peter is officially Spider-Man. He fights crime and makes headlines. Mr. Jameson of the Daily Bugle wants to find out who Spider-Man is. Peter is looking for a job and Mary Jane is working as a waitress. Mary Jane tells Peter her and Harry are going out. So Peter tells Harry uh, he got fired and Harry wonders why he's always late. Norman finds out about the mystery girl uh, that Harry's dating and Harry suggests Peter works for Norman. So Peter notices an ad for the photographer photographer in the Daily Bugle. He shows them to Mr. Mr. He shows them photos of Spider-Man to Mr. Jameson, who denies them at first. And then Peter ends up getting a freelance photographer job. Norman is at a meeting and finds out Oscorp is being sold. Peter is at the Oscorp Festival and Macy Gray is performing. He takes pictures and sees Harry and Mary Jane together. Harry tries to kiss her and she gives him the gives him the cheek. Uh, Peter hears something. Harry wonders where his father is and the Green Goblin ends up flying in. So he blows up Oscorp and Mary Jane nearly falls to her death. Spider-Man kicks him off his flying board. They end up fighting. Mary Jane falls and Spider-Man saves her. So they end up on a rooftop garden and Mary Jane tells Harry all about Spider-Man. Harry and Peter confront the Mary Jane situation. Norman hears the Green Goblin voice again and he's confronted uh, by his own evil. Mr. Jameson runs a slander piece on Spider-Man, so the Green Goblin busts into the Daily Bugle and asks Mr. Jameson who the photographer is. Spider-Man shows up and he ends up being taken by the Green Goblin and they have a conversation. The Green Goblin wants Spider-Man to join him. So Mary Jane leaves an audition and Peter catches up with her. Uh, She invites Peter to come out with her and Harry, but he declines and she leaves. So Peter notices some sleazy guys that are chasing after her and she runs. She fights them off, but Spider-Man shows up in the pouring rain. He fights off the guys and he hangs upside down. She wants to say thank you and they have that iconic upside down kiss. There's a building on fire and the mom uh, left her babies inside and Spider-Man saves the baby. Uh, the police are re- try to arrest Spider-Man and he goes back to save someone from the fire. The person in trouble turns out to be the Green Goblin and they talk during the, the fire. They fight and Spider-Man leaves. Harry, MJ, Aunt May and Norman are preparing for dinner. They wait for Peter. They check upstairs and uh, he's hiding on the ceiling. Peter has a cut uh, and a drip of his blood hits the floor. Norman sees this and becomes suspicious. So Peter arrives uh, and they sit down for dinner. Aunt May wants to say grace and Norman is about to cut the turkey. Aunt May notices Peter bleeding and Norman realizes what's going on. Norman leaves and Harry chases after him. Norman and Harry talk about MJ and Norman says all she wants is his trust fund. She storms off, causes that a creep and Harry has a go with her. Norman is talking again with his evil side and they want to take down Peter Parker. The goal is to attack Peter's heart. Aunt May is praying when the Green Goblin shows up. She ends up in the hospital and Peter storms in. Aunt May talks about the horrible yellow eyes and Peter realizes the Green Goblin knows he is Spider-Man. Peter sits by Aunt May's side. MJ comes to visit her. MJ tells Peter she's in love with Spider-Man and she wants to know if Spider-Man has talked about her. So Peter feeds MJ a story about how he feels about her and she holds his hands when Harry walks in. Harry arrives home and hears his dad's evil laugh. He tells his dad he's right. So Norman and Harry talk and they want to make their relationship right again. So Aunt May tells Peter to go home. Peter decides to call MJ and leaves her a message. The Green Goblin ends up answering the phone. Uh, she wakes up on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. The Green Goblin grabs a cable car full of kids and puts them in danger. So the Green Goblin and Spider-Man come face to face. He gives him an ultimatum, MJ, for the kids. The Green Goblin drops them both and, the, and Spider-Man saves them. 
The web is breaking and MJ climbs down the cable car wire. Civilians throw stuff at the Green Goblin. The kids and MJ are saved. The Green Goblin and Spider-Man end up in, ab- in an abandoned mansion together. They fight it out. The Green Goblin tries to kill Spider-Man and he he's hauled, he's hauled his spidey powers to fight back. Uh, Spider-Man punches him and Norman pleads with him and plans something secret. He tries to kill him with the hoverboard blades and Norman ends up dead. His last words are, don't tell Harry. Harry finds out his father is dead and we cut to the funeral. Harry says one day Spider-Man will pay. MJ and Peter hug and she tells him she could only think about him when she nearly died. She tells him she loves him and they kiss. Peter wants to tell her he loves her and he says he can't tell her everything. Peter says he'll always be her friend. Peter remembers the words of his uncle and fully embraces being Spider-Man. So he flings through the city and the movie ends. So let's get into a discussion. Let's get into a discussion. Where do you want to start? I genuinely forgot how good this was. Yeah, I didn't. You you, you were always like, this is amazing. Yeah, like, like, obviously I forgot like, certain bits of it and I was like oh my god yeah that happened or like oh this this or whatever but like yeah never in my mind did the quality well not quality because obviously it's hasn't too but like did the mm-hmm. like quality mm-hmm. is that what I just said yeah you said quality but I think you get what you mean Integrity. yeah like yeah, I suppose it just never faltered in my mind. Like I never would have been like, "Oh, that wasn't great," and then watch it and be like, "Oh my god, it was actually amazing," you know? Yeah. But um, I can see where like you would forget it. Like I just, I just love this movie. I think it's so good. <laughs> I think it's unbelievably good. But I will say, like, I hadn't watched it for I would reckon like nine years. Yeah. But I just. Sometimes remember it so well but like um i forgot how long it was i didn't think it was that long it's two hours it's an hour and 56 minutes (laughs) yeah that's two hours that is not two hours it's two hours (laughs) it's four minutes off of two hours if you go to pee after the movie that's two hours of your life gone from watching the movie (laughs) i don't think it's that long it is, like, personally, in my eyes. But, like, just the fact that we watched this as children. Oh, yeah, we just consumed it. And it was like a... They play at birthday parties and stuff, like, on DVD. Oh, it was, like, keeping yeah, us entertained, like, keeping our brains busy. Literally, for two hours and no, not one person, well, probably one person, but, like, mm-hmm. not one person, like, gave out about... Everyone's like, okay, this is two hours long. That's fine. Yeah. Um... Whereas now when I watched it again, like, I was like, oh, it's two hours. That's your attention span. <laughs> I know, it's, it's gotten significantly worse. <laughs> that, I suppose um, that's just really me, isn't it? Just my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love it. Like, it's just so, like, warm and cozy. Like, I just, it, like... Brings me just right back, I think, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Like, I don't know. And just even, um, like, the cast, it's just so, like, I always say this on this podcast, but I love nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. And I love when something makes me feel nostalgic. And I remember seeing, like, these people for the first time. And I remember, like, you know, when she's like, the spider's not there. She's like... 
whatever and oh it's just like oh my god where is it yeah i forgot how ugh, i forgot how iconic curse like i would never get how iconic curse and dunces but i forgot how many iconic movies she's in including Inc- bring it on <laughs> yeah and this one and this one and the version two is like so many because <laughs> i will say like i do obviously i love this movie but like i i did forget the only person that i remembered about this cast was toby Maguire. yeah like i forgot Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane. I didn't even realize uh, it was. Is it James Franco? James Franco, yeah. I forgot he yeah. was in this too. Yeah, I always get the Franco brothers mixed up, but I know one was problematic, so I have to check. <laughs> is this the problematic one? Yeah, James is the problematic one. Dave is the one who's married to Alison Bree from Community, and they're funny. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, now I do always have to remind myself of which one's problematic. But like, I will tell you that he had, like, I don't know, I was like six, but like, he had me in a child called, I was like, oh my God, he is so. <laughs> um, Now, not so much because I know what he's like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he just doesn't look like James Franco in this movie. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He looks like a baby, a little baby child. He, he really looks like himself in the second movie. I thought he didn't show up till the third one. No, he. Oh, I'm thinking of Telford Gray. Sorry, he's in the third one. Yeah, no, no, he's in the second one. Um, yeah, I feel like he looked really like himself in the second one, but in this one, he just looks so like little. Yeah. <laughs> so like little. Um, so little. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm telling you, all I'm in a silly goof mood. I cannot help it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Kirsten Dunst is just incredible in this movie. I love her so much. She's such a damsel in distress in this movie, and I'm like, okay, 2002, we've got to take it back. Get it, girl. You yeah. Be a damsel. Uh, sometimes I just want someone to treat me like a damsel in distress. Okay, right. We're not sending feminism back 50 years, Katie, by saying. I'm just every once <laughs> in a while. What? No. <sighs> It's handy when you're really not in the humor or lifting something and a man is like, I'll do that. I'm like, okay. Now, do you know when I used to really play up to this now? When I used to work in Dundrum and I had to bring something to the bins because okay. they were gross. And one of the bin people would be like, I'll just do it for you. I'm like, okay. Thank you. I'm so small and tiny. I can't do it, possibly do it myself. Oh my god! <laughs> on the same breath, I was working on a job a few weeks ago, and I was trying to lift a picnic bench by myself. So I'm definitely not a damsel. <laughs> there we go, redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's nice. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so what I will say about this movie is, I genuinely, you know, the way you like superhero movies now. There's just like, let's throw money at it, CGI, blah, 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 all this shite. And then in this, I was just like, oh, my God, you're actually trying to tell a good story and you did it well. Yeah. It, yeah. Like nowadays, it's all just like, it's all for money. Whereas back then, they were actually like, you couldn't have said it better. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to tell a good story. Yeah. And like, I do believe that this movie kind of has a role to play in why the universe has gone this way. Yeah. Because it done so well. Yeah. And it was so well received and they were like, okay, we're going to keep going with this. 
Yeah, it's the first kind of superhero movie I remember watching, and then it became huge. Yeah, like so big. Yeah, Well, now I had the toys from this movie. I had the Green Goblin, like a huge Green Goblin thing, and it was like plastic, and it like his the back of his head was pointy, and I would genuinely sleep with that at night. oh, that's so sweet. I'm surprised he didn't have like fucking eyes poked out, but yeah. Oh, that's And he was scary so looking as well, like, and it was, but I would pure be like, yeah, no, this is the toy I take to bed every night. Yeah, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> Little horror fan in the corner, you're like, he's my one. like, This one. got a room This for my one's, boy, Green Goblin. this one's scary. I'll have that one. I don't want the hero. No, but um, no, that's really cute. Like, yeah, I didn't really have any of the toys because, you know, I was a girl. Oh, I had the video game as well for PS2, I think it was. And that was savage. Oh, I remember going to people's houses and I'd have that and I'd be like, oh my God. And I never got to play. And it was, oh no, it was the coolest game. You just swing from webs and stuff. Oh, I remember that. Take me back. To be fair, I, I kind of lived through that like little fantasy now because Kevin has <laughs> the like some of the newer Spider-Man games oh, and yeah. you can, you can still web through the city. So I have I have done it. Like I just haven't played the, the Spider-Man game, the original. Yeah. Um. But no, like, yeah, genuinely, this movie does have, it's kind of to blame for the magnitude of the universe, Yeah. in my opinion. But, like, it's also the right opinion. No, I will agree with you there. Because it was one of, genuinely, one of the first ones. Like, it came up 21 years ago. 21. Mm. God, Which is insane. I was six. Oh my god. Yeah, you were six. I was five because I'm. I wasn't six until the October. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I definitely didn't understand like eighty five percent of this movie. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it was the same, yeah. But like we understood the most part. Like we understood like Hero, a spider villain, bite. yeah. Yeah, like good guy, bad guy. Webs are cool. Because we had the Spider-Man cartoon. Yes, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I think the reason why I liked, I was so enthralled by this movie is because I used to watch the cartoon on RT too, and then it was the, I think, it, I genuinely think it was the first time I saw a cartoon come to Yeah, real life. yeah, yeah. So that's why. people kind of in and around our age and maybe even just a few years older than us uh, who were probably like 10 to 12 at the time we were all probably like oh my god what is this like this is so cool and um yeah like when I was growing up I used to love like superheroes and stuff like action man was my jam Mm. Yeah, ah, oh, my boy, actually, man, I loved him. I loved action man loved anyone like that and spider-man Fun fact for everybody, Spider-Man has always been my favourite superhero. Hmm, <laughs> I wonder. Who, I I don't think he's definitely been one of my favorites. I don't know if I have a one hundred percent favorite, but yeah. Yeah, no, he has like, I used to have like Spider-Man mugs and the whole lot. Like, like when I got a bit older and I was like, I can buy these for myself because nobody would buy me any of them because I was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I I grew up in the early two thousands. That's like me with Barbies. I was like, I had to grow up in the early two thousands. I didn't have Barbies. But I had to grow up in the early 2000s, so I only had Barbies. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
oh, uh, we have to do a Barbie episode because there's a small detail of my life in and around 2002. Yeah. <laughs> about Barbie, but I'm not going to bring it up yet. Because it's, it's iconic. <laughs> not and, yet. Um, and it really shows how much of a Barbie girl I truly was. <laughs> but uh, I did, yeah, no. Um, and obviously we can't forget their quote from this movie from yeah. Uncle Ben. Yeah, I was gonna. I was like, "Is this the one we're talking about?" <laughs> With yeah. great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. and that's become the big like staple for Spider Man now. It has. It's become such a staple, and it's like referenced in so many things in pop culture, mm. and it's very true. But um, yeah, like literally that just shows how much of a placeholder this movie has had on kind of pop culture and the media. Yeah. Because it's still being referenced to this day. Yeah, and Toby made his big comeback in No Way Home. He did. That was so nostalgic. That was so nice to see. Yeah. And like to have them all back together, like the tree kind of core. Well, only like live action sports. Spider-Man. But like to have them all back and all in the same screen and it was just something that I feel like needed to happen. Yeah. But in my mind personally Tobey Maguire is my favourite Spider-Man. Yeah, I think I think he's my favourite too. But I don't know if that's just because he's the first one I was exposed to. Like I don't know if kids like in 21 years time from now will be like Tom Holland's my favourite one. <laughs> also, the age that Tom Holland is now, Tobey Maguire was Tom Holland's age re- recording this movie. So he was 26? Yes. Oh my god, that's mad. Yeah, he was 26 recording this. Yeah, it looks like a little baby child. Um, I was looking at facts about this movie. I'll actually pull them up here. So where am I looking? Here it is. So um, do you know who almost played Spider-Man? Toby Spark. No, I do not. Jude Law. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he was the right. And James Franco auditioned to play Peter, but then he ended up getting Harry. I think Harry suits him better. Yeah. Mm, yeah, no. Like, although I looked up a picture of Dude Law in 2002, and I feel like he he could have rocked it. Uh, possibly, but I'm glad it went to Toby. I'm really glad it went to Toby because I don't, I think that like, Toby like really gave the character the longevity that eventually got. Yeah. Well, and because Toby Maguire has hardly aged. Yeah, that's yeah. I know we're always talking about Paul Rudd, but come on, Tom, Toby Maguire is—he's <laughs> up there, like. Give Toby Maguire his flowers. <laughs> Literally, give him some credit. Hmm. 
Uh, so Elizabeth Banks auditioned to play Mary Jane Watson, but she ended up playing the assistant to the Daily Bugle, Mr. Jameson. Ah. Uh. So here's what she said. I screen tested for the role of Mary Jane Watson in the first Spider-Man movie opposite Tobey Maguire. Toby and I are basically the same age. I told, I, I was told I was too old to play her. Banks told Glamour UK in 2016. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I've signed up for. And then ended up going to Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire was 26. Yeah. But Kirsten Dunst would have been, what? She, she wasn't that much. I think she was like 20 when she did. So she would have been like early, early 20s. Um, well, she's 41 years old now, and it came out 20. So she'd be, she be 20? Yeah. Yeah. And how old is Elizabeth Banks? Elizabeth Banks is now 49. Mm. So, I don't know. Look, girl. Pretty it won't pass you by, and unfortunately it did. So, sorry about that. Sadly. Also, can we speak about Evelyn Gory's ex-husband being in this movie? Who are you talking about? Joe Manginiello. Do you mean Sophia Vergara? Oh, yeah. Who did I say? Evelyn Gory? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even realise who that was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, girls. I didn't mean to mix this up. Sorry, girls. Anyway, so Joe Manganiello plays Flash, the bully who's MJ's boyfriend at the start. Yeah. And they, he gets into a big fight with Peter, which he was paid $100 to do, actually, for that one scene. He was like, he was given $100 to punch Toby Maguire. Fair enough. Mm. No offense, Toby, but I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought oh, he was such a dickhead character, wasn't he? Oh, he's such a little wanker. Yeah. But, you know, tough. Also, Randy Savage is in this movie. Oh, he's the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the wrestling scene because he's in his little tracksuit and everyone's just pissed off at him for no reason. I know. Yeah. Leave none him of, alone. One of the, all the students at the school, they don't like him and they don't have an active reason why. Ah, uh, yeah, but like a lot of people didn't like me in school and didn't have an active reason why. <laughs> so if that happens. I that I can actually relate to that now as I've grown. Um, I was about to say something else and I can't remember what I was about to say. Mm. Oh, maybe it will come back to me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think... Whenever I watch a film set in New York now, it's kind of ruined for me because I'm like, uh, I know that wouldn't happen on on this street in New York because you can't <laughs> film there. Like the Times Square thing with Maisie Gray, I was like, there's no way that would happen. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a tourist spot. You're like, no, no, you can't close that off for an event. No, but you know. In that movie, you can. <laughs> in fiction, we can. In real life, in, it's not logical. <laughs> And pretend we can do whatever we want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, what I was going to say was, like, I think he should have kept his glasses. Because, yeah, I'm with the glasses. Yeah, like, they're cute. And, like, I know, like, they're obviously not, like, very aerodynamic, like, and it's not very cool to have, like, a little headband around your glasses when you're flying through the air and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think, like, the reason why he, like got his eyesight better was to 
like inevitably make him more attractive. Yeah. Because and I'm glad they've done it to a man because they usually do it to the women in movies. <laughs> where she, she saw takes that off Princess Diaries. She takes off her glasses. She's a supermodel. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so snack. That's my favorite it. crappy film trope. I kind of love it. Well, they've done it in this because <laughs> it's not as heavily like highlighted in this movie that that's the case, but that is the case. Mm. <laughs> I saw it. I understand the logic. Yeah. yeah. And I I know it was kind of for practicality as well, which I do get. But like do what do spiders even have good eyesight? Uh well they have yeah, they do actually, yeah. They have more than two eyes. Exactly. So give them more than two eyes, not just good eyesight. <laughs> okay, no, that's weird. Well, if you want to make it uh whatever, can't remember the word. Practical. Realistic. <laughs> Realistic. A human with eyes. <laughs> Give him six. How many? Sp- how many does spiders have? Ugh, I'm not too sure. Um, do you know who should have won an Oscar for their performance in this movie? The spider who? that bit him. <laughs> I agree. I agree. What a performance! I love that spider. It w- it's a cool looking spider. Mm. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, because he gets bitten by the spider and then it's just never addressed. <laughs> Well, I mean, I suppose it's called Spider-Man. He doesn't Spider-Man. question it once. He doesn't question it once. He's like, yeah, I have powers now, Grant. Yeah, and I can shoot webs for my arms. Anyway, let's go anyway, save the city. Do you know what the most iconic scene in this movie is? No, do tell. The upside down kiss scene. Oh, yeah, obviously. Sorry. That is the one that. scene everyone talks about. It's the one scene that is referenced in absolutely everything. It's, yeah, it's quite literally like the pinnacle of movie of yeah. movie kisses it's just yeah it it just i think when you're talking movie kisses that's up there i feel like they are yet to have a movie kiss as iconic as mm. this yeah like there's some that are kind of on par but not not to the extent of this like the upside down kiss was like unmatched hmm Unmatched. You cannot go wrong with that. Anyway, I don't think I have any more to say on this movie. I do work it in. Do you have any more to say? No, I don't. I had to think long and hard about that. Yeah. No, if you, whatever, just work it in as per usual. But we're going to play a little game. So I found this on BuzzFeed. So there have been, uh, we've mentioned No Way Home. So Toby, Andrew, and Tom all appear. In their mm-hmm. as their respective Spider Men in that movie, but I want to see if you can guess which one of them said the line. So this oh, is I... a speed quiz. It's called uh. So it's basically who said it: Toby, Andrew, or Tom. So here's the quote. Every so there's ten quotes. Every day I wake up knowing that the more people I try to save, the more enemies I will make. Andrew. It is Andrew. Um. Uh, where do all these guys come from? Tom. It's actually, Toby. Toby. Okay. Fair. No one seems to grasp the concept of the mask. Tom. It's actually, Andrew Garfield. Shit. 
Okay, start off really strong, but I'm <laughs> very downhill. Somebody's got to look out for the little guy, right? That has to be Tom. That is Tom Holland. Yeah, I knew that because I remember I can I heard that in his voice when you said that. Uh, for me, the choice to lead an ordinary life is no longer an option. Andrew. It's actually Toby. I was gonna. <laughs> Does sound like a Toby line. Um, the thing, uh, the th- that thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Tom. That is Tom. <laughs> We all have secrets, the ones we keep and the ones that are kept from us. Andrew. That is Andrew Garfield. Look, when you can do the thing, things that I can, but you don't, and the and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. Toby. That's actually Tom Holland. Damn it. Uh, you should see the other guy. Can't remember who said that. Toby. No, Andrew. It was Andrew Garfield, yeah. <laughs> and the last one, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, the ones I love will always be the ones who pay. Oh, Tom. It's actually Toby Maguire. Shit. But I will say this. I think Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland's Spider-Man are very similar. They are very similar. And <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think they are very similar as well. I think Andrew's, I don't even remember Andrew's one, if I'm honest. No, I feel like he was kind of like a silly, goofy, fun one. Yeah. For a while, whereas like, I feel like Toby and Tom's Spider-Man are very like, the core values are are the same. It's just that this is a 2022 version of the 2002 version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the success of this movie. Would you believe it was very bloody successful? <laughs> no way. So it has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means... Higher than rent. And well-deserved. It made... $825 million against a budget of $139 million at the box office. So, got two sequels, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Toby reprised his role in Spider-Man No Way Home, which we've mentioned. So, with a box office of over $825 million worldwide, it was the third highest grossing film of 2002, the highest grossing superhero film, and the sixth highest grossing film overall at the time of its release. The film garnered nominations for Best Sound and Best Visual Effects at the 75th Academy Awards, among numerous other other accolades. So, it did very bloody well. It done, so, like, genuinely so well. Yeah. Um, Like, and again, it's just, I feel like it's something that they're probably still somehow making money off of. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, it is, like I said before, it is actually telling a good story. It's not like the superhero crap you see nowadays. Money, CGI, throw it all at the screen, you know? It's, yeah, they actually cared about, like, the storyline and everything else in between. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Like, it's just, it's just iconic, isn't it? It is iconic. 
You know what else is iconic? This pop quiz I just created because school is in session. <laughs> I don't know how well I'm going to do. Oh, uh, well, we will see. So 10 questions all about Spider-Man for the Spider-Lady herself. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's fling into action. So question one, who makes the bus driver stop to let Peter on at the start of the movie? Mary Jane. It is, of course, Mary Jane. What is the name of Mary Jane's boyfriend who bullies Peter? Damn. Flick? No, you're at the right letter. Oh, I can't remember. Flash. Oh, damn it. Flick. That's the ant. That's anyway. <laughs> uh, question three. This is multiple choice. Uh, during the chase scene, Spider-Man is on top of a truck. For what brand of beer? Is it Carlsberg, Budweiser, Heineken or Guinness? I feel like it's Budweiser just because it's America. No. Oh. Shit. Is it Guinness? No, it's actually Carlsberg. Alright, okay. I like just can't remember the sponsorship on that, which means it didn't really work, did it? <laughs> I'll talk about sponsorship when we get to what's popping because it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> question four. Uh, what singer, uh, this is multiple choice by the way, what singer appears at the Oscorp Festival? Is it Christina Aguilera, Macy Gray, Jennifer Lopez, or Ashanti? Macy Gray. It is Macy Gray. Question five. Which relative of Peter dies in the movie? Uncle Ben. It is Uncle Ben. Sadly, he did not inherit the Rice Kingdom. Um... <laughs> he did not. <laughs> That's the saddest, saddest thing about this movie. Uh, question <laughs> Different think. Uncle Ben for everybody else. Who doesn't get that? Who doesn't well, get, for... if you don't get? If you don't re- get the reference to the meme or the rice, get out of here. I agree. Question six, multiple choice. Before he is called Spider-Man, what name does Peter initially want to be called? Spider-Boy, Super Spider, the Spider-Human, or the Mystery Spider? I feel like it's Spider-Human. It is Spider-Human. Question seven. Uh, what job did Mary Jane get in the city? Um, was it, I thought it was a cafe, was it? Yeah, well, what, what would be her role be then? A barista? No. Oh. A waitress? Yes. <laughs> uh, baristas are technically waitresses. <laughs> technically. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't are... call herself a barista in the movie. She called herself a waitress. So. I call a cafe, right? At least. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is another multiple choice one. So question eight: Aunt May references which DC superhero in the hospital when talking to Peter? Is it Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, or the Flash? Superman? It is Superman. Question nine, another multiple choice one. Peter uh, tries his web out on a can of which soda? Is it Coca-Cola, Fanta, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. It is Dr. Pepper, and I got a Dr. Pepper today because of of that scene. I love Dr. Pepper. Obsessed. Um, Question ten, fill in the blank. With great power comes great... Responsibilities. Responsibilities. Um, And that... (laughs) 
<laughs> you got eight out of ten on that pop quiz. All about Spooderman. I technically got seven. You can let me have seven. I really just talked into giving me that extra point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So next up, we're going to put Spider-Man 2002 on our pop scale. We rank out of five based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture. Katie, what do you give Spider-Man? I'm giving it a solid four. Yeah. I just think it's great. It's so iconic. I love it so much. It did not falter in my mind at all. It's just stayed up there. Peak, peak. And yeah, and I just stand by it. So I'm going to give it a solid four. What about you? So I'm going to give it a four as well. Okay. Similar to that, I thought it was iconic. I had the merchandise. I had the toys. The Green Goblin slept, <laughs> slept beside me every night. Um... Yeah, I was just I was just obsessed. I've seen it many, many times. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, so the go back was really nostalgic. Yeah. I think it was one of the early superhero movies that kind of kicked off this trend that we're now seeing. Um, but I think there's in unlike a lot of the movies that we see now, there are superhero movies, there's an authenticity to it. And they just wanted to tell Peter Parker's story, his origin story. Yes. And it did so well. And you know, Toby remains the best that the best spider-man i'm gonna agree with you there toby remains the best spider-man so yeah um yeah so there uh four out of five for spider-man four out of five for spider-man i completely agree i could not even try to disagree what you just said absolutely so next up we're going to talk about what's popping meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture katie what's popping with you only mortars in the building is back and it's well and truly popping. I love it. Um, It's good season so far, in my opinion. I'm really enjoying it. I mm. get to watch one tonight because I didn't watch it yesterday when it came out. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Um, All my usual podcasts. I I actually started to listen to... Damn, my God. The cult one you were talking about. Oh, my God. What the hell is, is it a cult? This yes. sounds like a cult. That's it. Sounds like a cult. I've I literally only listened to an episode yesterday. Love it. Really good. Thank you for the recommendation. I did get that from this podcast, so I will thank you. Um, what else is popping with me? Live music mm. because of my job. So basically, I haven't had a minute to do anything except for think about work. So um, I'm surprised only Murrays in the building even made it on my radar, but it will actually. Um, we've been gone for so long. Yeah, that's true. I have to give an honourable to Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we talked about this. <laughs> we did talk about this. Um, I forced Devin to listen to Billy Joel one night. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen to these two songs now. Um, <laughs> don't know if you did, but you know tried uh i'm i'm still in love i love him and so pop him with me billy joel simon garfunkel i just i'm i'm amica i'm back on my those are my tree popping at the minute yeah so evan what's popping with you so uh let's see i'm just going to my phone here just to check um so decided below deck down under really really mm-hmm. like that just just great reality television. I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's, it's been I a while since we've been off. Absolutely, wasn't it iconic? So good. I'm such a Ninja Turtles stan, and there's, there hasn't been a great Ninja Turtles movie ever. 
self-finding that one. And it was brilliant. It was really good. Mm. I also watched, um, which, uh, during our time off, I mean, I've seen this before, but I hadn't watched it in a long time. And I just fell back in love with it again. 500 Days of Summer. Oh, great movie. Oh, my God. So iconic. And then it, that got me onto The Smiths. So I've been listening to a lot of The Smiths as a result. Oh. I did a Twilight Marathon at the weekend. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. <laughs> loved every minute. Oh, so good. So obviously podcasts, um, hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. And you I you said I recommended one to you. You threw one my way. Saving Grace. What do you think? She's actually so funny. <laughs> I love that woman with all my heart and mm. so I'm so glad. Yeah, no, she's very funny. I listened to a few different episodes from her. Uh, what else? Still watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Reading the book, Red, White and Blue. Red, right, sorry, Red, White and Royal Blue. It's a very hard title to say. Ooh. Before I watch a movie. Uh, rewatching Gilmore Girls. Lots of different things happening right now. Um, I'm still scrolling through my phone as I tried to think. Um, <laughs> oh, and Boy Genius, because I'm heading to Boy Genius Monday. And I'm in Gold Circle, so I'm going to be really close to Phoebe Bridgers. Ooh, where where's that on? Uh, Royal Hospital Cominum. Oh yes. Mm. Very nice. I know. I can't wait to be so close to Phoebe Bridgers. I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> you're you're in your concert area. You have to wait till next year for most of it, but like you're still you're in your concert area. Yeah, I'm going to two Eras tour shows as a place. <laughs> so you're quite literally in your your tours. <laughs> Torres era. Or Torres. Taurus. <laughs> I'm not a Taurus. Um, no, you're really not. I am an Aries. Uh, but yeah, no, that's what's up with me and a lot of things have been happening uh, during our time off. So there. But, yeah. uh, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Popcast. You can give us a little rating uh, Spotify and a review on Apple Podcasts if you so <laughs> wish. And if your family and friends need a new podcast to listen to some more more voices in their ears they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts okay so with that was our episode on spider-man and you will hear from us next week goodbye